Hello and welcome to this episode's podcast. I'm Johnny Crook and today I am joined by Amanda Banks-Gattenby, who is Associate Director of Teaching and Learning, Distance and E-Learning. Hi Mandy, how are you? Hi Johnny, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, all good, thanks. Yeah, looking forward to uh, start of year and this new year. Um, so I think in this episode, we're going to talk about the start of year and the return to face-to-face teaching, um, which is now agreed is happening across the university for, for all staff. Yeah. Um, so just trying to get a sense of how you feel about this and the kind of sense from staff you come across kind of returning to face-to-face and how it's going to all impact on the use of technology. Are we are we kind of leaving behind all the kit we set up over the past few years or how are we going to go take that forward? Yeah, I think it's really mixed in terms of people's feelings about it, but in terms of the equipment, no, let's not leave it on shelves. <laughs> um, I think we've all learned so much, haven't we? Uh, perhaps it's slightly different for the course that I mostly teach on because we run it as a distance and a face-to-face programme, so we'll still be doing both, but even then, the last few years has taught us a lot about how we integrate those two cohorts or how we separate them in the, in the different ways that we combine the face-to-face and the online. And I'm sure everybody's had that experience of, of we've, we've done the completely online, we've done the being all things to all people, we've done the, the dual and the hybrid approaches, um, we've had all these new terms that are still somewhat confusing. So I think, yeah, this year is hopefully space to reconcile some of that, to go back to some of the things that we're perhaps more comfortable with, but using that as a pause to see how that's now different. Because of course our students that are coming in now, a lot of them have had a very different experience to students yeah. that were coming sort of three, four years ago. So what we did before is still going to be different, even if we're doing it exactly the same way, because the students will have different expectations. Yeah. So I think this year taking that opportunity to think about and to look at what's working how it's working and and really um trying to get that um student voice in in their experiences of these either face-to-face or yeah sure and I guess we kind of talk about going back to -to face-to-face teaching but yeah that's that's exactly what we don't want to do we don't want to go back just to how things were we want to try and capitalize on that that use of technology and and the approaches we developed um, in terms of kind of like learning design um yeah i think that's the key term isn't it i think now we've got they've opened up that space of possibility um and, and can think differently about that design and i think everybody also recognizes the time commitment to doing sort of content development and that kind of design which is where presumably then people can come to you guys for su- support with all of that yeah sure yeah and, and I was just thinking the other day about how the kind of old kit that was installed over the past few years, how it can still be used by staff. And I suppose we have to think about, um, yeah, staff can still use it to to record their um, teaching if they want to, or, or kind of use the, the kit that was given out for developing learning resources and, um, uh, yeah, materials for kind of flip classroom approach. Um, so they could yeah. still record um, kind of extra material as well as their face-to-face teaching. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we can still 
there's this for, for seed there's a 70 30 split where we can still do some online teaching so it's, it's and that's a nice opportunity to keep some of the resources that have already been made in use um, and, and to revisit some of those I think people probably had that experience where you've made something and you realize looking back that actually you've said something or or there's some aspect of that that only worked for that particular year yeah. so again that's that learning design aspect isn't it thinking about what to include in a video that will last over a long time yeah um, and, and what to do around it that can change so all of those kinds of things will be useful to reflect on this year i think yeah and i think i think students are really value um you know having material that's that they can go back to and and you know watch watch again any kind of recordings or um and i think it yeah it really supports them um and to be flexible in how they can access that material as well yeah, um absolutely. i think the other issue is, is um kind of room capacity because a lot of the uh the cameras and recording equipment that could help to um deal with some of the because i think i think there's um some courses We've got a lot more students this year so though so that might help with uh some of the room capacity issues if students can't physically fit into a, a lecture theater they can kind of uh, record a session or kind of um access the teaching remotely um, yes absolutely no that's a really good point um, and i think that obviously that familiarity with the equipment that people have built up over the last years is helpful there and presumably there's um people will get support in if there's updates needed etc to that equipment yeah um and also i think hybrid meetings for staff we um we're doing training on that now because we think that will still be um still be used having but well for, for kind of staff staff meetings i think that's still going to be hybrid um and i think quite important it i think that mean meetings can be still quite agile um yeah you know, i think online meetings are generally kind of shorter and more concise than trying to get people together in a room i mean that's just my personal you um, yeah yeah it's kind of having the best of both worlds isn't it the fact that we can do both now because obviously there are things that you lose in in the online only environment especially i think most people seem to talk about that it's when you're meeting people for the first time it's nice to have had that face-to-face -face experience initially but obviously on our course we which we do entirely distance we never meet our students in person quite often until the graduation ceremony and and yet they can still be fully engaged and connecting with the on-campus cohort and um, throughout the program so yeah i think obviously meetings is um, a really good example where we're all getting to experience being that person that's online when everybody else is in the room uh, and how the people in the room and we manage that yeah um have you come across many people who've been quite innovative with the use of technology uh, over the past few years um i know kind of uh in terms of in geography some of the technicians were using the cameras to um to kind of give a, a a tour of the geography labs um and um yeah they, they were actually um if they, they were demo demoing some geography equipment and instead of trying to pile all the students into quite a small space to, to look at some kit 
they would set up cameras to record the um, equipment and give the demo. And then people could then either watch that um, demo remotely or just record it and they could view it later on. Um, and that was just how they could overcome some of the, yeah, the, the uh, restrictions they were facing. Yeah, that sounds like a great project. I think that there's been so many, hasn't there, um, examples of people doing innovative things and doing it in, in quite a responsive way as well to the situation. So I think some of the really innovative things are really small and it's more about the way things have been done. So I've seen things like, um, I really like the idea that when there are online sessions, um, people have let the online session run after whatever the formal session is, the, the lecture or the or the seminar and sort of leave the students as you if you're in a lecture room, obviously the students would then talk as they're going out. Um, so if, if you can leave, if you can leave that space as the organizer of it and, and allow people to do that socializing, think small things like that are really nice um, for community building. Um, in terms of the technology, the one that comes to mind straight away, thinking about what you were saying was um, the use of Google Cardboard, which is obviously really simple and cheap virtual reality yeah. headset um, to do a tour around. I think it was around the Egyptian site. Um, oh, yeah. you, probably, yeah. you probably know about this. Yeah, but I think what was, again, it's what's really interesting is not that they were using that particularly, but the fact that the lecture was given sort of over the top of that. So they were still in a lecture, but everybody in that room was sort of in that world seeing the same thing, but, but the lecturer was speaking in the room and talking them through that journey. Yeah, um, yeah, they were, were really right. nice. Yeah, they were leading the, the kind of the virtual tour when they, while students were using the, the headsets. Yeah, yeah. But still uh, sitting in a lecture theatre. So you tend to, you, I guess you don't tend to associate sort of VR. You think it's going to be in a particular room with very expensive equipment, but that was something really quite simple that yeah, yeah. probably made an entirely different experience for the students. I guess in general, staff are going to be quite um, you know, looking forward to going back to face to face. Just just so it's a bit of a change. Um, yeah. If you come across staff who feel that way or... You, Definitely. Been... I think, yeah, I think there's, there is something about being in the room with your students, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I think my sense generally is people are, the most people you speak to are really happy to be doing that. Um, and as you, as you said, the hope is that we still bring all of this infrastructure and, and the experience that we've had with the online learning into that um, and, and you draw on it to think about the way we're designing for learning, especially with issues like the one you've raised about number of students. Um, and, and that's where I think the expertise in the e-learning team is so valuable with that, with the learning design perspectives. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're still, yeah, we're still, um, well, we are running learning design um, consultations um and kind of training around that um and we'll be kind of yeah continuing to de develop learning design training and approaches throughout the year yeah as well as obviously i think the the zoom room drop-ins have been really helpful as well haven't they that then people yeah. have found that useful where i've got a problem right now uh, i just need some help with this one smaller thing to, to do right now and there's the zoom yeah. rooms they're carrying on aren't they they're still going to be in place yeah i think um they yeah, uh, we yeah we're getting um, consistent 
people dropping into those sessions and they're yeah they're available you know Monday to Friday and that's a great example of where I think the online works better because you can do that screen share somebody you can talk somebody through what they're doing as they're doing it on the screen yeah yeah definitely because in in um previously we had face-to-face drop-in sessions where you know hardly anyone would come to those because of either they didn't have time or you know they couldn't you know get to walk across campus so if you can just hop on to zoom and ask someone a you know a quick question and then get like an um get a problem solved in in just a few minutes with the screenshot share it's yeah it's so much better for staff yeah in many ways we spend so much of our time on a screen don't we to with the online way of working we're sharing that experience more directly so i think karen's workshop and um, that she did where um, people sh- took us on a tour essentially through their blackboard space and see all the different ways in which people use blackboard that worked really well as an online session yeah uh, and it would have been quite different in a room when you're distanced from the screen in, in a different way yeah should we talk about um you recently won an award um a humanities outstanding staff award and that was um that was all about your use of technology in your teaching it was the outstanding technology enhanced learning tel award could you just talk briefly about the use of technology in your in your teaching um, yes i think in relation to that my understanding is um i think it's around being organized as, as karen put it when we, we did the blackboard session um that we do quite a bit of structure in the way that the space is used um particularly with two what we call maps um so there's one which is um kind of a, a learning map within the unit so every week it's just a, um, a simple table really but um it's got these elements of where we are now so what was the, an overview of what was last week um where we're we going this week so it's kind of the key points of what we're doing how we all know we're getting there so what you'd expect to know by the end of this week the kinds of questions you should be able to answer and then but probably the most important thing why why are we looking at this particular topic or activity in this week why is it relevant for for the course as a whole uh, so that's our learning map and then um, i have a, a sort of a task map which is based um, a little bit on kind of quite old school differentiation from when i back in the day the dark ages when i was teaching in schools um, and it's a somewhat contentious model of all will most will some will we kind of repositioned that um a little bit to be essential additional and explore so there's an essential tasks that that people need to do and if something if if they want to pass and then an additional if you're looking for kind of a deeper understanding a better mark and an explore for those who fly but it's it's positioned based on what we've seen students do over the past rather than my expectations of what they should do so essential is what students who have passed this course have done in the past at this point or what students who are flying and really engaged um the kinds of things that they've been doing so um it's just giving that real signposting the waypoints to the to the students about 
what they're doing and, and really importantly why it's relevant to, to the learning as a whole and that but the way we've put that into blackboard is is a little table for each of those in each week so it's consistent and it, they can see where they should be um, and it, i think it's just that seems to be really popular um, so it's something that we've done and it, because it's just a very simple table obviously we've been able to just copy that across to other units and we're using it a little bit more in other places in the program as well yeah no that sounds really good yeah um and in terms of students enhancing their digital skills um your students on your course are they quite um knowledgeable about using technology or if, when they start the course or um or can you kind of, I guess they learn a lot during the course of the... Yeah, they're in an, it's an interesting cohort because obviously in our programme, which is digital technologies and communication and education, there's an expectation that they'll use lots of different tools, which is always something that comes up in student feedback that they prefer consistent tools to be used. Our students have to use a range of tools. Um, but I think, yeah, it's, it's not that they... We have a real diversity of experience coming onto the course we have people who are in full-time work and practitioners in education uh, but then we have students coming who have programmed in c++ before there's a few of those um, but then they perhaps struggle with formatting a contents table in word so we, we and, and that's one student then we'll have other students that are very proficient in certain tools so we have it's a real range i wouldn't say our students are expert in, yeah. in tools when they come to us for sure yeah okay and that's got its challenges too hence the whole some things are essential and obviously you have to have different pathways through for, for different levels of experience prior experience okay great okay thanks mandy should we should we leave it there yeah okay the chat. great to talk to you okay and all the best with the the new uh, teaching year Thank you, yeah, and wishing everybody the best with this hopefully more settled year. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. You can find out more about this topic and so much more by visiting our Humanities pages, which includes our best practice resources and is full of information from the e-learning team in Humanities. There is a link to this from the notes section of the podcast, where you can also subscribe to the podcast and you'll automatically get the latest episode on release from wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, if you like this episode, tell other people about us, or if you have any ideas of things we should be covering, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time, and stay safe.